0: Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Mike. We host the Cinescape Magazine Podcast and a couple of Average Joes.
1: You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, wherever your favorite podcast app is.
0: And make sure to tell your friends and family and search for Cinescape Magazine Podcast.
1: Thank you for listening. Yeah. Go.
0: (laughs) Welcome back, my friends. Uh, Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. You're killing me, Joe. (laughs) You're me apart, Michael. (laughs) <laughs> I am Joe Spiegel Mike Sutherland Alright Of course uh, Mike and I just got back From seeing The Disaster Artist And oh, uh, It wasn't a disaster It was not It was This is Damn This movie was so good That it made me Almost forget That we saw Three bi- um, three billboards Outside of in Missouri Really? Yeah I, Look I, I'm, I'm, I'm half joking Because That movie's really really good But this movie's like Uh, it's a different kind of movie you know you can't really compare them except for the fact that they're both going to be around during award season right um this movie is from start to finish entertaining as all hell it is funny it is it's well done i have minor problems with it um you know it's it i i loved it i love this movie i'm going to buy this movie i i i can't wait to make this a part of my collection you know, I don't say that with every movie I, I see in theaters. Right? There's a lot of times where I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe, you know. But this is this is a definite. Um, oh, I I don't know about you. Well, I know you haven't seen The Room, but for me, I got into watching The Room because my my son decided to. Um, he was watching a PewDiePie video where PewDiePie was talking about um, his one of his favorite movies. It's because it's a bad movie. Uh, called the Room, of course, and he he spends an entire hour talking shit about the movie, and it shows all these clips from it, and he makes fun of it, and it's great, it's fucking great, and it got me interested in the movie because then after I watched that, then I learned about all the other things about it, you know, like it's like the Big Lebowski or or Rocky Horror Picture Show where there's people that do midnight screenings and they reenact stuff and they do it for the fucking Room as well, and um, and so I I ended up watching the Room on YouTube, I found it somewhere, it was fucking hidden somewhere on there there. yeah the
1: room the citizen Kane of bad movies and entertainment weekly referred to wiseau as the orson wells of crap
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh i watched it and yeah the movie is definitely bad but because i i looked at it from the person like look if we, if we were if i was just sitting at home and some asshole in the household put on lifetime movie channel or something and and the room was on. I probably wouldn't even pay much attention to it. Um, but then, but watching all this other stuff about it, and then seeing the movie, it gave me a different perspective on the whole thing when I watched it. So I knew it was going to suck. I knew it was going to be badly acted, and and the, the, there was going to be a shit ton of continuity continuity errors and and unnecessary characters and pointless plot lines that go nowhere and and all that shit and it was it was okay i was okay with it so when i watched it i, I was able to laugh at the movie and when i saw it you know and then so when i found so when i see this trailer a few months ago that pops up with james franco playing tommy wiseau with his
1: brother dave as sestero yeah greg sestero yeah sestero right.
0: yeah greg sestero yeah so whatever however the fuck you pronounce it but but just to see franco Playing Tommy Wiseau, which I'm already, you know, a, a Franco fan. Yeah. Um, to see him playing that role and, and saying all those lines, it was fucking hilarious. And at first I thought it was a, I thought it was just a, 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 a parody, you know, like a fun, like, like a, like an SNL skit kind of thing. Right. And then to find out that it's actually a movie that they made based off of a book that was written, uh, co written by Sistero. Right. Um, and, uh, so I'm like, holy shit, I'm all for it. I am all for seeing this fucking movie. And, I, I'm not disappointed at all, not at all. This movie, loved it, absolutely loved it, man. Before I fucking keep ranting on, dude,
1: what you got? What do you mean? What do I got? We got.
0: I want to hear your take on this. This whole just the keep
1: going. I'll give you my take. <laughs>
0: all right. Um, I remember telling you when I saw this movie, uh, when I saw the the room, that um, there was something about because I remember you you just right off the bat you're like talking Tommy Wiseau. He's just fucking. He's just a asshole and he's a fucking
1: he he's he's a he, he's
0: a you know and he's like he's no talent piece of shit and look he is he's a no talent hack <laughs> so and i said there was something about his character in the room and the way that he performed him and tommy wiseau there's there's like this 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 boyish innocence to him where it's like you don't want anything bad to happen to him well it's like almost like it's almost like if he was like the slow brother you know what I mean? Like he's got a little bit of like a like a slight retardation to him, so you want him to, you know, you want him to be okay, kind of thing, right? Because he's get the, so anyway. That's what I liked about his character as Tommy in the um in in the room because there's nothing you can about the guy you can hate, you know. There's just this this innocence to him. So, uh, to see Franco in this movie fucking playing him, it was it was fucking great, dude. He 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 nailed down all the eccentricities. Right, he even the facial expressions, like, like he always has these dead eyes. Right, Tommy right. with completely fucking dead eyes, and it looked like he even has like one eye where one eye is um like more closed than the other. Uh-huh. Fucking Franco nailed that shit. He, he nailed every little piece of him, and just ran away with a character, dude. If, if if Franco does not it does not at least get nominated for best actor for this, there's something fucking wrong because the dude he's like one of my favorite actors now because of this movie. I was already liking him a lot already, but damn, he he brought that shit. And then you know, then you got Dave Franco's eyebrows playing um, playing Cistero right? And they did a really good job with the makeup because the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm not really you know paying attention to the fact that these are two brothers in real life. You know what I mean? Right. Interacting. You know, instead they're just playing the you know and these classic cult characters. And
1: you know, it, Tommy Wiseau gonna be in fucking Samurai Cop too. <laughs> so. As the villain.
0: Oh, oh, is he going to be a vampire? I'm not a villain. Or Frankenstein?
1: <laughs> Why are you calling me Frankenstein? So what I like, look, uh-huh.
0: and look, I, I'm I, I'm going to take the movie with a grain of salt, of course, because it's based off a book that's co-written by by Sestero. You know, Well, and the, then the, the other writer was a journalist. So the journalist is, I'm pretty sure he's there to make sure that all the, you know, the, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and shit, right? And in like how you, you know, sentence structure and all that. But, because that this is based off a book written by Sestero, you got you know, that it's going to have some bias in there, right? It's got to, That it's just probably how it is. Right. So I, I take this as the movie version based on the book. I don't, I'm not going to take it as, Oh, these are all true as fuck. And you know, it all happened exactly this way. I'm not going to do that. Right. But I am going to take this as a, as a, as an awesome companion piece or even a complimentary piece to the room, to the whole the whole cult status of The Room, this movie is like a fucking exclamation point on the whole thing. That's my point of this. I gotta put that in my review. Shit. Let me put that
1: exclamation. (laughs) So, um, here we go. Um, The Room. So, in February of 2011, Entertainment Weekly, um, there was an Entertainment Weekly article um, with Sandy Schlaer announced that he desired credit for directing The Room. Schlaer, told EW shortly after being hired on as script supervisor, and that's the part played by Seth Rogen. Wiseau became too engrossed with his acting duties to direct the film, according to Schlaer. Wiseau then asked him to tell the actors what to do and yell action and cut and tell the camera what shots to get. Um, The script supervisor also said that he had a conversation with Wiseau in which he refused to give up the title of director but asked Schlaer to direct his movie. The story is corroborated by at least one of the film's actors who requested anonymity. Wiseau has dismissed Schlaer's comments, Greg Sestro's memoir, um, the, the Disaster, disaster artist, artist, corroborates Schlaire's version of the events, describing him taking charge of numerous sequences in which Wiseau found himself unable to remember lines properly. Oh, hi, Mock. Mm-hmm. Uh, or adequately interact with the rest of the cast, but jokes that claiming the directorial credit was like claiming to have been the Hindenburg's principal aeronautics engineer. Uh, Wiseau said of Schler's assertions well this is so laughable that you know what I don't know probably only in America it can happen this kind of stuff <laughs> so
0: uh, it, yeah back into the, the, the whole Franco thing it was the way Franco portrays this character um, there's this there's this energy to Wiseau's character where you know even though he's odd he, you know he's, he's you find out he's a spoiled brat to a point Right. But there's also this, there's this, there's a dreamer in there. You know what I mean? Like he, he has this vision of how he wants to do things. And, and he, he brings Sestero on this ride with him and on this journey. And, you know, cause you can tell he just wants a friend. He, he's like, he's the guy is yearning for more than anything other than his dream of becoming a, a star. He wants a friend, you know, he doesn't even want a woman that bad. He wants fucking, he just wants a friend more than anything. And, and so when all these scenes where he's bonding where um we're you know, Franco Dave Franco is is his eye him and his eyebrows are, are bonding with <laughs> with 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 you know with the, his brother's Dave eyebrows. Franco's eyebrows. Yeah, when he's bonding with Tommy Wiseau at the beginning of the film, it works really well because oh
1: hi Dave Franco's eyebrows. Because at
0: first it seems like even though Tommy Wiseau is this fucking he's a bad actor, he's still larger than life because he doesn't give a shit what other people think. But it ends well he up, he does he but does. he pretends yeah. he doesn't. Yeah yeah yeah. I mean, it turns out you know that he ends up doing because he gets upset about the way people think about it. <laughs> but. Before that, that Frank Dave Franco's eyebrows don't doesn't see that right. Instead, he just sees this guy who's not afraid to act in front of a whole room full of people, you know, and it it, it, it the, the whole energy of it, you know, it was, fucking where he's he's just with Tommy Wiseau's just fucking rolling around on the floor and going ah yeah, and throwing chairs and shit. And it was fucking hilarious, absolutely hilarious, right? And it, you know, so then they're in the diner, and the whole the whole diner scene was great, you know, because Tommy was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do, let's do a, yeah, you know, and he's like, right here, right now. No, I can't. He goes, take control. <laughs> yeah, and it it's so, you know, look, I like I said, this is a movie, and may I, I don't know if Tom, like hanging out with Tommy Wiseau in real life would be the same experience or not, but I would fucking kill him. But James Franco makes this guy so fucking interesting when you're watching him right you know and and just the whole i mean god damn it dude all of it just they go the going you know when they go when he fucking he says yeah you come who, who live with me and we go to la we and go now los angeles and and his fucking Don't megan control. mulally you know as as the mom where she's you know it's like what the fuck are you doing you're gonna leave with this guy you know the whole just see where she goes out and confronts wise in the car and 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 he's so he's just you don't know if he's like i don't know if he's stupid or if he just he's so oblivious to everything else that's going on around him outside of his of of tommy's world right that um or yeah yeah tommy's world (laughs) that fucking pen with that the little earth on it anyway um that was funny it was um just he doesn't hear anything. Like he doesn't like allow the it's negativity.
1: Not, I don't, it's not. He doesn't hear it. He just doesn't give a shit.
0: Yeah, but he's also not. You know, he's trying
1: his hardest to ignore. And he just. So like, just crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, the disaster artist co-writer Tom Bissell explained his views on the room's popularity, and this was even said in the movie. It's like a movie made by an alien who's never seen a movie, but has had movies thoroughly explained to him. That quote is actually in the movie and is said by either. Uh, Rogan Shearer or Rogan I can't remember Yeah Who it was But (laughs) There's not often That a work of film Has every creative decision That's made in it On a moment by moment basis Seemingly be the wrong one The room to me Shatters the distinction Between good and bad Do I think it's a good movie No do I think it's a strong movie that moves me on the level that art usually moves me? No. But I can say it's bad because it's so washable. I can't say it's bad because it's so washable. It's so fun. It brought me so much joy. And how come something that's so bad do those things for me? And he actually said that at the beginning of the movie. I think he's... Uh, Tom Bissell was actually one of the guys. when Right before the movie starts, yeah, you like have... All the actors. Yeah, Kevin Smith and a whole bunch of other people yeah. talking about the, the room. <laughs> and... um. Look, this movie is just bizarre beyond bizarre. You you have Tommy Wiseau, who basically just comes out of nowhere. He's... we Like a vampire. It, it starts with Dave Franco and another actor, and I can't remember his name ever, uh, standing on stage. Was doing, it Randall Park? I think so. He was the one who played um, Kim Jong-un uh, in uh, the interview. It's possible. Um, Fuck
0: you, Dave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're doing they're doing some scene I can't remember what the scene was it doesn't matter but they're doing a scene and Franco is just obviously completely uncomfortable doing this he's not <laughs> you know in his character Sister or Sestero is, is not comfortable being an actor yeah and they have Melanie Griffith who's running the whole class and then you know she has Tommy come down and do a scene and he just picks someone randomly off the ground off the floor <laughs> you know or out of the crowd or whatever well, he said I'll do it and then I'll do it. And then Yeah I'm, that's right I'll do it <laughs> and, and then he Then he starts Doing this Stella thing Over and over and over again And climbing up the walls <laughs> And you know Spinning around Like he's fucking uh, Curly from The Three Stooges <laughs> You know <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And then And then you know Millie, Then the fucking scene Cuts after Millie and Griffin Goes you know Well that was interesting Yeah And And then Ses- Sestero Which is Franco And Franco you know it's Franco and Franco Franco and Franco yeah Franco American that's
0: a fucking new TV show and (laughs) and and, Judd Apatow if
1: you're listening yeah Judd Apatow presents (laughs) Franco and Franco see Franco Franco and Apatow Franco Franco and those eyebrows and uh, that's where it starts they're they're in Northern California well I call it Central California because frankly fucking San Francisco is in the middle of California um yeah, they they in Walnut Creek is where they're supposed to be, and they they become friends. And Wiseau, who nobody knows anything about, <laughs> not and, his and, age, nothing. And more and more is coming out about this guy. Anyways, I mean, like he 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 has a he had a store which he sold, you know, men's apparel, uh, Street Fashion USA is what it is. Yeah, we watched those commercials. God, they were awful. <laughs> they are fucking like bad. literally. They he would he would cut the movie. He would cut the commercial as he was speaking. He's like, "Hi, friends. How are you doing?" And cut, and it would cut, and then there would be really loud music, and then as <laughs> as he started as he's talking, the music is over overwhelmingly loud and yeah. bleeding over into what he's talking about. He has three fashion USA. <laughs> we have the finest in Levi jeans, and it's fucking hilarious because it is so awful. Yeah and you can't you can't be that awful without actually
0: naturally being that awful
1: yeah you know he has no sense yeah street fashion usa the street fashion usa to be or not to be <laughs> i wish i uh, we're working on it but i wish i could play the audio dot theroommovie.com and the you know, and, and the fucking trailer starts off with him with his, like, a headshot. the you know, Vidal no, Sassoon commercial. Yeah. No, no more wind machine. It's like, it'll blow me away, okay, guy? He looks like the
0: retarded cousin of Dan Z- Glenn Danzig. Yeah, well.
1: To be or not to be. To be or not that to be. Is that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> to be a street fashion. And then the fucking cuts with stupid. Yeah. This is the best quality Jeans Levi's jeans Street fashions Or not to be. Do you want to be Who do you want to be <laughs> Jeans He doesn't even say jeans He says jeans so, Levi's jeans God damn it. All right. Help YouTube Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. This is a thirty minute investigation. How he made millions to make the room. Like With the ominous music. Yeah. Like uh oh, it's a fantastic video, bro.
0: He was kidnapping
1: women yeah, in it was, Eastern Europe. Um I, I I prostitutes think
0: prostitutes to make his clothes.
1: Yeah, that's what they would do. <laughs> um I think um uh, his family is fucking rich beyond belief.
0: Well it had to be, dude. He they said they even had the scene in the movie where where uh, Rogan goes to the bank to cash his check and then the guy the guy from people of earth who's behind the counter at the you know the banker and he says dude this is like a bottomless account you know yeah it's a lot it's huge
1: so there there's something going on there but
0: well you know I, 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 all this mystery about timeways I don't I don't even give a shit it, it doesn't even matter to me it's just just the, just the room that's all i give a shit about i give a shit about the room and the disaster artist's and how, how can you not? Because, uh, dude, because anything that Tommy Wiseau does outside of the room is not really, I don't think it's interesting at all. So I just want, well, yeah, you know what I mean? I don't, he he got lucky with the room, you know, in a, in a weird, odd way. And, you know, it, it's like the accidental fucking celebrity in a way.
1: You know, it's just. Yeah, he had a clothing import business.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I just. You know, sure. Well, oh, the guy who might be 65 years old now. Apparently or, or...
1: he's a real estate flipper.
0: Okay. It <laughs> it just, none of that really, you know, it just, I don't know. I just like this little thing for what it is. This little moment here where we're talking about the room and the disaster artist.
1: Oh, that's right. He was also in a fucking uh, car accident. Is that
0: what happened to his eye?
1: You don't remember in the movie where he said he was in a car accident? He was really bad. I almost died, but I lived. <laughs>
0: He says a lot of shit in that movie.
1: You don't remember him saying that, dude? What part of right after we see
0: a movie do I always forget a lot of shit? Don't Jesus. you remember?
1: I I almost died, but I lived. <laughs> They're sitting in his apartment in San Francisco. Well, yeah, they said uh, they talked about a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, oh, I know, but don't look, don't talk about nothing. Me. N- don't
0: n- talk about don't look at my stuff. It's kind of weird. Don't look at my stuff. It,
1: nothing, no, nothing that we say triggers anything from the movie at all during when we're discussing. Sometimes it's, yes, sometimes, sometimes no. Weirdo.
0: Yeah, sometimes yes like sometimes it's like there's certain things that you'll bring up then but i don't remember when he brought up the fucking car accident i'm not saying he didn't i'm just so <laughs> it, you know what it, look for, for uh for james franco dude it's a mesmerizing performance dude he is so fucking good that i'm just I, i'm just looking at every little little tick that he, he's you know delivering it just it,
1: oh okay i need to bring this up real quick is it just about the disaster? It, no, artist? it's a completely fucking aside thing. It, right. But it, the reason why I'm bringing it up also has to do with the commercials and whatever else. So I, I apologize in advance. Of all the shit that's going on in the in this world, we have the fucking train wreck that is Donald Trump. Uh, we have all the sexual assault shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. We have... You know, uh, all this real news, all this stuff that's going on that affects people on a day-to-day basis. North Korea threatening money, us on a daily basis. do give a fuck less about North Korea. That's not even realistic in our world. I'm talking about realistic in our world. Um, stuff that affects us, you know, you and me, you know, directly. Uh-huh. That stuff doesn't affect us directly. The, uh, the, um, y- y- uh, the, the continuing dumbing down of, of, people uh, and and taking away money from them and stealing stealing money from us you know in terms of pensions and 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 fucking uh, uh, hourly wages and shit like that, companies like Walmart you know what i 'm talking about yeah that just pay you fucking shit wages and all this other stuff
0: and but you yeah, have higher and higher qu- quarterly reports,
1: long story short, I was watching. There it is. I, I had it on a TV channel.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And the fucking news led with Meghan Markley or Markle. Yeah, they say Markle. Meghan Markle is, is in the TV show Suits, and she's marrying Prince Harry.
0: She's the Grace Kelly of our generation.
1: Mm, whatever.
0: You know what I mean. I don't mean acting-wise, quality-wise. I'm just saying she's going to leave Hollywood to m- marry into royalty, dude. That's Grace fucking Kelly. Okay, great.
1: I don't... Who cares? Um, You're right, but uh, that's what I'm trying to get at. Uh,
0: I I, I bring it up because that's how I um, notice it.
1: And um, this fucking... And and this just reminds me of the Tommy Wiseau ad. That's why I'm bringing this up. Uh They had this entire fucking ad based off of Meghan Markle and what she's going to wear to her wedding. Mm-hmm. We have all this shit going on, yeah. But you won't believe what fucking Meghan Markle is going to wear to her wedding, yeah. And we have the exclusive interview, dude. It, it, <laughs>
0: it, it, it you wonder why people, certain people just don't watch TV anymore. It's it's because of this shit. They they keep pumping this shit into our and look. Us as a society, meaning all of us, we're fucked. It's our fault because we're allowing this to happen. We're we're we keep fucking watching it. We keep feeding into it. I don't. That's
1: why I'm. We as a society, Mike. That's one I, I said that at the yeah. At the don't kick-up. don't involve me in that blanket statement, and don't involve you in that blanket statement because you, of all the people that would that everyone would suspect, watches the most quote unquote TV. Mm. You're the person that watches the least amount of TV. Mm. In terms of actual network shit, yeah, I turn that shit off. You I, don't watch fucking TV. You pay very little attention to news. I DVR I shit.
0: Yeah, I DVR shit. I fast forward through commercials. I usually watch Netflix, Hulu, and fucking you know movie, Blu-rays <laughs> or HBO. See, so um, yeah, I, I try to stay away from commercials and 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 most news because look at this shit, dude. The Meghan Markle is just another version of the Kardashians. It's nothing.
1: Well, no, not really. I,
0: I don't that's I'm talking about the the praise for her the the fantasy
1: the the oh Holy shit Christopher Mann's was in this movie.
0: Yeah, he was one of the camera guys when they went back to San Francisco.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Him and then um <laughs> Tom also Tom Franco
1: which is another
0: and then um Jason Mitchell he played um Easy E in the uh Straight Outta Compton movie. Uh-huh. He was also in the uh, yeah, Compton yeah, Ball yeah. On Island. Um but um but anyway, yeah, was what I meant. What I mean is that all of this is that fucking. is fake. It's it's not. It's real, but it's not real. It's like yeah, those these are real people, but it it it, it doesn't matter. It, it's all fantasy. Like that's what I like about movies is that I know they're fantasies, and I watch them and I enjoy them. It's the escape, right? But with these real fucking people doing in their fucking castles and their and their mansions and. And and their new hairdos and their new fucking diamond rings. It, it none of it means anything. It, it is absolutely fucking pointless. I care nothing about it. Okay. So like, you bring up Meghan Markle. I mean, I know where you're bringing it up. I I, I bring
1: it up on purpose. Then, I, you know. Yeah. It's it, the I, I I. I didn't expect a fucking dissertation. <laughs> well, it, and this is a discussion well, podcast. Fucking cut it short so we can continue on about the disaster artist.
0: All right, fine. So anyway. Megan Markle, she's very attractive, but other than that, I don't give a shit.
1: Great. Okay. Why don't you say-
0: that? I, I'm not going to have a chance with her probably, so- Okay.
1: All right. We didn't need- Let's uh, move on with her fucking lives. I, I just wanted to just bring out that stupid fucking whatever. I don't give a shit about Megan yeah, Markle. Yeah. I, I just uh, you got to know where you fucking- I know. I needed to do it because it was on my mind at you, the moment. You markled me. We have fucking Allison Bria's Amber.
0: Yeah. And she's married to Dave Franco in real life.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Megan Mullally, who is- Yeah. Um- Nick Mick Offermans. Offermans. I can never remember his name. Jason Manzucas. Yep. Hannibal Burris. <laughs> we spoke about him earlier for the Cosby thing. Yep. Uh, uh, like Paul Shearer. Sharon Stone. Yep. Melanie Griffith. Zach Afron. Yeah, it's
0: Melanie Griffith that they're fucking 25 fucking faceless. Andrew
1: Santino. I can't remember whom. Oh, this is one of those extra extra characters. Sin, in the movie. Sin City Saints. Henry Poole is here, and I'm dying up here
0: yeah he he's just one of the extras um extra characters for the movie that when they're doing the room scenes
1: uh June diane raphael who uh, robin paris um Nathan Fielders is Kyle Vaught. brian uh, bob uh, Bob Odenkirk was fucking awesome in this movie yeah uh zoe Deutsch uh Christopher Mintz plasey yeah uh Randall Park
0: yeah he was the one that was acting with um at the beginning of the movie with uh with a franco <laughs> Sugar
1: most? Lynn beard that's that's the person, that's the girl's name. Oh, that's the, okay, so Sugar Lynn Beard, her radio host persona uses the name Sugar Baby, and as co-host of The Zone, she was called Sugar. She plays the, the girl that sounds like a fucking cowboy.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Uh, uh <laughs> Mad Dog and Billy morning <laughs> the, the show Toronto.
0: Now, pretend you're my girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Ah! Oh, God, yeah. Mike and Dave need <laughs> wedding dates for a good time call.
0: 50-50. 50 was the first film that, um, under um, Seth Rogen's uh, production company.
1: Okay. Yeah. That would be why she's in the – So most of these people that are in the cast, I would say a good like 99% of them, are all friends of Seth Rogen. And, and there's – I mean, there's a ton more. Oh. You, know, you have Cranston, Apatow, Zach Braff. I do not even, even see fuck, him. Fuck, where was he? J.J. Abrams, David Dicatu, Um, He's in a ton of Seth Rogen stuff. Keegan-Michael Key, Adam Scott, Danny McBride, Dylan Minnette, Kate Upton, Angeline, Kevin Smith, and Ike Marinholt. Now, Angeline, you didn't notice her, but when they Bill drove... boards and shit. Yeah. I they, read about her, but... When know. they drove up next to her in her car, she had her... Yeah. She, she looked at him, but she had a, a Japanese fan, so covering her face. Yeah, and then
0: Seth was supposed to have a scene, but he got... Cut out of it, yeah. you know the real life one, and then, uh, then you know, Tommy was uh, the after credit scenes, fucking
1: hilarious. Yeah, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from I'm from New Orleans. Why are you standing there? Yeah, I stand here if I want to stand here. I just uh, I just want to stand here. Why are you asking me? It's I'm com- standing here.
0: Conversations boring. <laughs> you, you ask
1: me you ask me why I stand here. Do you want a drink? <laughs> no, I don't want to drink. I'm not thirsty. I just stand here. It, God, is he such? We're just, you know, we're gonna it, fucking run that fucking voice to yeah, death.
0: It, it, it's such an eccentric character that it it's fascinating because of how differently, how odd he is, you know. But I, this is what I love about the movie as well. I love the fact that all of those little mythologies that have popped up about the 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 room were mentioned in this movie. You know, like the thing about the belly button, fucking
1: yeah. Um, you know, hey, here's here's the thing. Yeah, all of this all of this was filmed as a documentary, a behind the scenes documentary, okay? Yeah. And um if it's I mean, they had to have had access to it just to, you know, for everything that was going on to get people counts and everything else, they had to have had access to that fucking film, I would guess. Yeah. At least Franco did.
0: I don't know. I Maybe they're in Wiseau's fucking you know own little vault. I don't know.
1: He had that fucking billboard up for five years.
0: Yeah, he did. He just kept paying fucking a bunch of money to have it up.
1: Uh, the disaster artist has grossed eight million dollars in the United States and Canada, one point seven million on other territories for nine point seven against a budget of ten million dollars. The film made one point two million from nineteen theaters in its limited opening weekend, finishing twelfth at the box office and averaging sixty four thousand per venue, one of the highest of twenty seventeen. The film had its uh, wide expansion the following week, f- opening alongside uh, Just Getting Started, and was projected to gross around $5 million from only 840 theaters. It ended up making $6.4 million finishing fourth.
0: Yeah, should have been in 841 theaters, huh, Mike?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you explain that one. All right. That's fucking hilarious, yeah, dude.
0: Cuz yeah, so Mike and I were ready to go see the Disaster artist last week. We were going to go see it on a Thursday, which we normally do. That's our movie night.
1: And it's we, a, it's on to hate now. And
0: I dude, I looked at the fucking fandango multiple times cuz I always do to make sure because there's been a couple times where a time changed like right beforehand or something. So we get to the theater, we go in there, we go to buy tickets, and they say, "Oh, we're so sorry, but the this movie studio pulled the movie at the the film at the last second for no for no fucking reason." Yeah, and so and there's this, I, now the, there's a rumor that that I read somewhere where it said that um, Disney it could be because of the Last Jedi. I, I'm calling bullshit on this, but this is what I heard. The, Disney told theaters that they needed to make room for the Last Jedi to be coming soon, and so the the room had to step aside. Okay, I call bullshit but that's what I heard right so but it was um yeah I don't I don't know I, it was like what, we were ready to see this fucking movie and then we ended up not seeing it last week because of it because it, you know we would have to wait a few hours to see the next showing in another theater down you know 30 miles down the fucking road and, and you know what it just wasn't even though I wanted to see it, it it just fuck it we ended up seeing it tonight so you know yeah and you know some harm but no no true foul huh Boston
1: um, I, I find it hard to believe that they would pull it for the last Jedi
0: when it's not even fucking out yet. Yeah. When it's, I know.
1: you know, um, I, I, I was wondering if they were going to have or try to have a Q and a, so Seth Rogen plays Sandy claire Yeah. The script supervisor yeah, the guy
0: who co-directed the movie
1: technically and anything that sh- it, now Tommy Wiseau has said that if here it is the battle over the room. Um, Tommy Wiseau has said uh, that if Schlaer is involved in any way, shape, or form with any theaters, he won't let his movies be there. And I wonder if that. I wonder if something had to do with that. So
0: maybe, well, and I know it wasn't a Regal thing because it was playing at other Regal theaters still. So, it, but they cut it out of your theater in Auburn here, which is a Regal. But so it's not Regal theaters. So I don't know why it would. You know what I mean? Why would it be your theater in Auburn? It, could it be smaller venues maybe because your theater's are a little teeny bit smaller than other
1: ones uh, I don't
0: know you know I, is that maybe like has less certain less seating
1: or I, fuck I don't know yeah it, it's possible but I I think that I think that Sandy look there's behind the scenes footage of this and there's been multiple with everything that's going on with with uh, the disaster artist ooh fact versus fiction in the disaster artist What's real and what's not real.
0: All right, let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Let's let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do
1: it. <laughs> the real Wizo has called that memoir only forty percent true, but he recently showed much more confidence in Franco's film, which he deemed ninety nine point nine percent true, which is an odd disparity considering that the disaster artist is mostly faithful to its source material. Okay. Um Franco does take a few liberties with the story. We've used Sestro's memoir as well as interviews with Wiseau and others from over the years to separate uh, the disaster artist facts from the moments that made us say, It's not true. It's bullshit. Greg meets Tommy. As we see in the film, Greg and Tommy really did meet in an acting class taught by Gene Shelton in 98. The act- audience's introduction to Tommy comes when he performs a scene from A Streetcar Named Desire, which is portrayed almost exactly as described in Cestro's book the only real difference is the wardrobe, uh, pirate guy in a white tank top with wild hair and a ponytail wandering around stage left, crying out Stella <laughs> many more times in the script called for and occasionally breaking into exaggerated sobs. <laughs> he wasn't even bothering to direct his ag- agony towards his partner, the intended focus of the scene. He was just launching his performance out into space. <laughs> uh, two girls in the front row were squeezing each other's hands in an effort to contain their lefter. Um, the room's influences. Tommy and Greg both admirers huh. of James Dean. Talented Mr. Ripley. Um, which might seem a little convenient considering that Franco won a Golden Globe for playing Dean in a 2001 TV movie. Um, they really did bond over Rebel Without a Cause. In fact, well, um, James over the Rebel Without a Cause actor. Um, there was, however, another important film in the room's history that is barely even mentioned. In Franco's version of the story, the talented Mr. Ripley uh, and his... In his book, Sestro recalls the two watching the film together in 2000 and wondering if Wiseau would see the parallels between their own friendship and relationship. Okay, well, that's a great one. The script. One fact that didn't make it into the film, the the room was originally intended as a play, which Wiseau explained. Actually, that's not true. He says in the movie, they talked about this. Um, and I can't remember exactly which scene they talked about. I can't remember if it was near the end or or after he had read, uh, after he gave the script to people. Yeah. Uh, Wiseau explained a recently resurfaced interview. Um, originally, my idea was to present it in a theater, but then I concluded that not so many people would actually go to the theater, particularly in America. Um, so it could just
0: be based off of a thought that popped into his head.
1: Right, but here's the thing. Uh, one fact that didn't make it into the film, The Room was originally intended as a play. He actually said the, the play, this this script is for play, but we make a movie, right? Uh-huh. And, and, it, and it went basically something like that. He said this script is for the play. This the, the play the, the you know, the script based on a play. And and I'll never forget that because I was like that 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 makes sense now that how bad this fucking shit was yeah. and it was only based in one room that he wanted to do a kind of a play, yeah. but really he didn't want he was it's a lie too It's another one of his lies Yeah He says it's for the play But you know For theater Yeah And it, it's not He wanted to make a movie Because that's what he wanted to do With Sestros um, He wants Sesteros. to be a big star He wants to be a star You sound like you're German When you say it I know I like saying it I like being the German version Of Tommy Wiseau <laughs> uh, The plot of the room Is simple Revolving on ba-ba-ba-ba. Filming the room Strange as it may seem Wiseau really did buy All his own equipment Instead of renting despite the prohibitive cost. He really did shoot both digital and 35 millimeter at the same time, even though that goes against all logic. And he really did build the set of an alleyway instead of just using the one across <laughs> the street from the studio. But we had Hollywood,
0: you know. we were shooting real Hollywood oh, movie. <laughs> uh, it's so funny that I didn't. until I saw this movie, I didn't put two and two together and realize that the the you're tearing me apart Lisa was him fucking doing James Dean oh you didn't I did not know that until I saw this movie
1: you're tearing me apart because I've never
0: watched is that from Rebel Without a Cause yeah I've never watched Rebel Without a Cause
1: Um, I've seen parts of it I've seen parts of it too but I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah, we gotta see some more old movies. I do, um, I do. Sestero's description of the scene: the oh hi Mark, which by his count took three hours and thirty-two takes.
0: I watched Flash Dance for the first time. Ah, oh,
1: to establish that Johnny's incapable of abuse, Tommy concocted a new opening for this scene in which Johnny steps onto the rooftop, saying, "It's not true. I did not hit her. It's bullshit. I did not." Oh hi Mark. <laughs> After which he comes. This there are seventeen words in this sequence. Eleven of them are non-recurring. Only one has the burden of a second syllable. In other words, they are not terribly difficult lines to learn. Tommy couldn't remember his lines. He couldn't hit his mark. He couldn't say Mark. He couldn't walk. He couldn't find his eyeline. He would emerge from the outhouse mumbling, lost, and disoriented. He looked directly into the camera. He swore. I did not
0: hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. (laughs) I did not. Oh, hi, Mark.
1: Uh, Franco's (laughs) biggest omission in telling the story of Making the Room is not showing the production's high turnover rate. The room went through three different crews during filming as various members were fired to quit, sometimes in mass out of frustration. <laughs> Wiseau has attributed these dis- these departures to creative differences such as disagreements about the script, but Sestero describes an almost mutinous atmosphere. Franco does hint at the Discord by showing how the crew mocks Tommy behind his back. Actually, they, did, they didn't they did omit the high production turnover rate. They, they went fully at that whole thing. They just... Didn't t- it was unimportant to the script? You don't need to tell every yeah, story movie, about everybody yeah. quitting.
0: This movie focuses mainly on Tommy Wiseau, and some Greg Greg Sestero, and then and then the movie itself. That that's the, all the other little characters and, and roles. They're just pop in, pop out. You know, right. they're, they're 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 side characters.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, he simplifies things by focusing on two major crew members: Randy, Sandy Schlaer and Raphael Smaja. Schma- who he treats as composite characters in the movie. Tommy clashes with both of them, but they stick it out. In reality, neither Shm- Smadja or, nor Schlaer made it to the end of the filming. Uh, <laughs> and the, and they, they never even mentioned that they – well, in the movie, he fired them both. Yeah. He, I need to talk to both of you. Has Sandy, Tommy, come over here? I know what you've been doing. You're talking about me. Um, I w- could spend my day shooting Tommy's naked ass or go work with a DP with two Oscars. That's what um <laughs> In Franco's film, Greg gets the opportunity that most aspiring actors can dream of um, when he runs into Brian Cranston. And Greg jumps at the chance, but Tommy refuses to give him a day off from filming to appear on the show and insists Greg shave his beard. Uh, given the choice between Malcolm and Mill and the room, Greg chooses the room which leads Amber to leave him. Greg loses both his big break and his love interest, which sours his strained relationship. The real story behind the beard is not nearly as dramatic. The real Greg Sestero was reluctant to shave his beard, but it wasn't because he'd been promised a role on Malcolm in the middle. In his book, Sestero said he had already suspected that the room was going to be a disaster, and he liked having the beard as a disguise (laughs) so he could later disassociate himself from the film. Uh, Franco has worked with Cranston before in Dubious Battle on Why Him, which makes this an especially fun cameo. (laughs) <laughs> in I the film
0: of, that pisses me off what I just would have would have been cool if that was really true you know the, the Malcolm in the Middle thing
1: in the film Tommy and Greg have a falling out right at the end of the filming and only reunite for the premiere which turns out to be an unexpected triumph uh, while Sestro and Wiseau did have falling outs over the years of their friendships that's not why they were out of touch leading up to 2003 um, it's According to Sestro, it's because Wiseau was busy preparing, editing the final cut, recording PG-rated dialogue for primetime television, and committing to a guerrilla marketing campaign that included the film's notorious billboard on Highland Avenue. Um, As for the glowing, uproarious reaction that the film receives at the premiere, that's not quite what happened. uh, According to Robin Paris, who played Michelle in the room uh, and was there during the first screening. Uh, the disaster artisans with the audience watching the filming and applauding Tommy who has made peace with the fact that his movie is a terrible drama, but it's comedic value. In her review, of Paris recalls the laughter but not the cheering and notes that many people walked out of the room's premiere within the first five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, look I during that the end sequence when everyone's like laughing and clapping at the end of the movie when they're watching the screening. Yeah. I, I mean I, I there was there was a large part of me that, that thought that, yeah, I mean this has gotta be exaggerated.
1: Yeah, no, um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's obvious Hollywood sh- schlock. Yeah, it is. You know, just I
0: mean, like when we watched American Made with Tom Cruise, you know, I knew that all this stuff was actual fact, you know what I mean? Right. So, it, it, you <laughs> know, it, uh, excuse me. And so it's, you know, I I take this movie as fun. You know, I I think of it as it's going to be exaggerated in certain
1: ways and and Well, you definitely enjoyed this movie more than I did, and I'm not saying I didn't like this movie. Yeah. Um, I just find look, I I dislike. I seriously dislike Tommy Wiseau. I can tell. There's something about him that makes me not even want to be in the same room as him.
0: I, I agree. There's a fucking oddness to him. There's definitely an oddness. It's just... It's the whole thing with the movie, the whole thing with the room and this and, and the fact that I love Franco and Seth Rogen and, and all their group of people and Judd Apatow's, even Judd Apatos showing up in this movie, which is a really cool scene. He goes, she goes, are you okay? He goes, dude, he got through fucking two lines of, of fucking Shakespeare before you got over here. Right. Or two, he said two characters, right?
1: Two two. He got two through uh, two
0: acts. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So it's it's the whole it's the whole picture thing of of the, that's why I I'm I'm into this because I I bought into it. You know what I mean? It's like see like with the Blair Witch Project, right? I I bought into the mythology, <laughs> and that's why I was able to enjoy it the first time I saw it. You know, I said the Blair Witch Project, right? Yes. Not, not Blair Witch. <laughs> you said the Blair Witch Project. Okay. For that's my, not the that's not my. Yeah.
1: I don't give a fuck about that stuff. And you know, sorry. I'm glad that I'm glad that you enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the movie too. Yeah. What I'm saying is this. Yeah. I can't stand that guy, <laughs> Tom. There's there's something about and and I'm a, I'm a good judge of character. Yeah, there's something about Tommy Wiseau. He's a liar and he's he's there's something else about him, mm. other than the fact that he's a liar, that fucking creeps me out. Mm-hmm. You know, he he he's incapable of telling the most simplest truth he's incapable of being honest with people and he's completely incapable of being honest with himself and and he thinks that he's the biggest thing since sliced bread or at least during that movie during that time he does and no one has ever basically told him no no one has ever told him to knock it off and no one has ever stood up to him and said Look, if you don't stop what you're doing, I'm going to knock you on your fucking ass. You know, even
0: Sestro in this movie um, didn't stand up to him when yeah. he had this big break. You know, he had a chance to do a little small th- role on uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and, it, and he couldn't, you know, and then... Which
1: is not true, but...
0: And, you know, and, that, that, and that's one of the cool things about this movie, too, was that I like how it showed how jealous Tommy Wiseau got when anyone gotten in, in between him and his friendship with uh, Sestro. Yeah,
1: because he has no he has no self-esteem. He has no confidence in his own abilities to do anything. Yeah. He has fake confidence. And that's what, you know, in the scene between him and Paul Shearer and Seth Rogen when they're fighting, you know, and Tommy Wiseau's fucking, you know, he's, yeah. he's going to get in bed with the girl. And he's like, oh, she's got the... She got the blemishes. She got Disgusting. the pimple. Disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 she, take it away or fix sure that. Sure got fucking pissed. Man. And yeah, sure. And you could see the fucking almost the realism of yeah. piss of how angry he was. That was fucking great. Yeah, he's like, I'll fucking you know I'll kick your ass, motherfucker. Yeah, quit fucking talking about her like that. And yeah. and and then he goes, oh, you're fired. You know, yeah, you're fired, Ralph. Yeah. And it, and then they they keep talking. He's like, well, am I still fired? Yeah. it's like, ah, oh, I'll give you another chance. <laughs> like, like, like the one dude, the two dudes that stand up to him and he fucking realizes that he kind of needs them. Yeah. You know, and then he fires them and then hires this scrub crew. Yep. You know?
0: Yeah. The, the, the quick pickup crew all the way back there
1: in, uh, to go to San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, uh, this is Brad and that's another, that's Brad's friend and that's the other Brad's friend. <laughs> That's Brad's other fucking said. I,
0: I, I love the fact that they had um, they had uh, Zach uh, Efron come in and play um, the the fucking thug guy. Chris R.
1: Yeah, Chris R. Dude. <laughs> Do I have to call you Chris R or can I just call you Chris? You are a monster. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the whole that whole thing, look, that whole scene started, and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, I know that guy. Yep. Oh, that's fucking Zach.
0: Yeah. Dude, that guy is
1: getting more and more ripped. Holy shit! Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> he doesn't look any more ripped than he than than normal. But
0: he looked like he was coming fresh off of the fucking uh, uh, Baywatch movie.
1: Yeah, that's what it looked like. But yeah, I mean, th- so so Zach was in it, you know, and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> God, man, this movie is fun. Uh, as much as I dislike Tommy Wiseau, I had to put that aside. James Franco is fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, he's leaving messages as Tommy Wiseau.
0: Yeah, I look, and that, and that's that's the weird part. Like, I totally, I fucking fully get what you're saying about the real Tommy Wiseau. I get it. I really do. Uh huh. It, but it's just James Franco's portrayal of him is fucking amazing. It is, and it's like, dude, I would rather hang out with James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau. Than Tommy Wiseau himself. Well, yeah, because you know he's doing an act. Yeah. And so I get it. I totally get what you're saying, man. You know, this is, this is, I, I, this movie, I felt good. When this movie fucking ended and it's playing this, you know, the rhythm of the night and shit during the end credits and and all that shit. And uh, I felt good, man. I love when a movie has me smiling when it's over, you know? Like, ebbing, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Georgia. Um, or Ebbing, Missouri. That movie was a different kind of like enjoyment. You know what I mean? That was like serious drama, right? Right. This one's like fun, and it, it just yeah, I, I just thoroughly love this movie. So I, I'm pro- I might even this one. I'm dude. I I'm I'm going between eight and nine here. I'm. I'm Hold on I'm, a
1: second. We gotta listen to this. This is fucking. Hello, Tommy Wiseau. Oh, hey, Tommy. <laughs> you don't know? You're like you're smoking something. Yeah, I have issues. Haha. I'm good. I'm fine. This is James Franco. Yeah. Go to London. No. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 Which I I didn't know that he didn't drink. <laughs> what you do today?
0: Do you know who he kind of sounds like? Do you remember Beverly Hills Cop, Um, Bronson Pinchot's Surge character? No. It's for important bass. Pace.
1: I, eat, I cannot stop eating
0: I can Go in the back It's with a little lemon twist Oh yeah
1: yeah Surge Yeah Surge
0: That That's Surge Dude that's Bronson Pitcho's Surge In Beverly Hills Cop Part
1: 1 it, That reminds me Of Tommy Wiseau Dude We <coughs> should call We should call That fucking number
0: Call it Yeah call that Motherfucker
1: 323 616 2024. Seth Rogen confirmed on Twitter that Franco has the phone with that number, but some callers are still unsure as to whether or not they're actually speaking with Yzo. Isn't James Franco portraying him in a movie? No. 323 three, what? He's I'm doing just... a movie called Disaster Artist. He climbed into my life. 323
0: 616
1: 2024. Look. Tommy Yzo. I call you Tommy. What doing what doing interview what doing interview with you right now? A couple of average jokes. If it goes to a message, hi, we're doing a we're doing a review of your new movie Disaster Artist. I hope it goes to fucking. Hard, wise, or footballing? Wow, so many great things happening! Movie out, Disaster Artist, Golden Globe nomination. Who knows? Top seat on football on that carpet. <laughs> the message very busy. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages. You cunt! Of course, it's Bye. full. <laughs> 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 that sucks. Golden Globe <laughs> nomination. <laughs> I knew it was gonna very be busy. Cool. Um, <laughs> well, it's also fucking one o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> this, I I love this fucking movie. I'm going to buy it when it comes out on video. Um, and look, Franco was good in this as well. He was really good. I I, but it, to me, Frank um, Dave Franco. I mean, he's but Dave he is Dave Franco is pretty much the same in this that he I've seen him in everything else. So, the the main focus, of course, is is James Franco, dude. Just fucking look. look
1: <coughs> as much as we, you know, cartoon Dave Franco and his eyebrows. Yeah. Because let's face it, those <laughs> are fucking ninja stars. Oh, they're huge, man! You, if you threw if you threw Dave Franco into a wall, yeah. he would stick, just because of his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> he would make the batarang sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can't discredit his acting in this no, like when no. he's trying to act bad, yeah he's that's fucking good,
0: no no, no, that is good, you're right, and greg.
1: that's hard to do, yeah, but when he's trying when he's acting like he is in the movie yeah
0: like as greg trying to be greg
1: yeah and and he's doing greg he's acting as greg acting as mark, which <laughs> he's he's basically doing three roles, yeah. Right, it's like the Bugs Bunny thing, right? Yeah, well, no, but no,
0: I mean the uh, the uh, Mel Blanc thing. Remember? No,
1: it's not even close to playing that. Playing Daffy Duck, trying to do Bugs Bunny. No, no, that's that's whatever. I am just
0: trying to get on your fucking level. But it's go ahead. Just
1: vo- That's a voice thing. But when he's when, yeah, if he was if he was acting as as Greg, acting as Mark, trying to do Tommy Wiseau's voice, yes. <laughs> but he's just he's just acting as Greg. It's it's you know, anyways, as he's playing this character and as he's doing all this stuff as greg not as mark yeah as greg a lot i mean look i'm not a big dave franco fan i think that since he he ruins movies because and, and this is my opinion because of the sound of his voice uh uh-huh. um there's something about the sound of his voice that's a little uh grating on me yeah but that doesn't take away from the fact that he's a really good actor. Yeah. I just, like, hi, like... Like he's going through puberty still? Yeah, like Franco, his brother James, his voice is fine. Yeah. But Dave has this weird kind of high-pitched grating yeah, yeah. voice. Yeah, like I
0: said, it sounds like he's going through fucking puberty. Man.
1: And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a Morty voice.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about when he gets emotional.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Be, I mean, he should be fucking Morty in a Rick and Morty live-action movie. <laughs> it would work.
0: And Liam Neeson could play uh, Rick Sanchez. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I called it. Yeah.
1: All right, because he's the right age. And then you have Sarah Le- Chalk as the mom.
0: Yeah, Lee, I mean, Liam Neeson's in his late. And 60s. you have
1: Chris Parnell as the dad. <laughs> well, yeah. Because well, yeah. you, and then you yeah. have um, who who would who would play Summer? We need we need a female lead, kind of blondish, not Reese, Reese Witherspoon, but not too old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a young actress Blonde haired Bushy tailed I don't know dude There's so many young actresses out there now I don't know
0: That looks like a creepy search Yeah Sure it is
1: <laughs> What are you Bill Cosby Yep
0: <laughs> You're in the right age range uh,
1: This one Chloe Oh Chloe, Chloe Grace. You fucking Chloe Grace Chloe. Moritz I, I, yeah. No that You know what She wouldn't work You know why because she doesn't look like Summer. She has to look like Summer.
0: But I knew I knew that fucking Chloe Grace Morris would pop in your head.
1: Uh, like this one, maybe.
0: Yeah. The chick from The Babysitter. No. Yeah. Uh, Samara Weaving, that's her name. Samara
1: Weaving. Yeah, that could work. Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco could maybe. Play her.
0: her. If she was, if she's getting a little old, but she could, I mean, uh, makeup and stuff, no. you could, you know.
1: Yeah, it may, I was looking at Anna Faris. and yeah. that, that didn't work. Um, yeah, Kayla Cuoco maybe, but can she pull off eighteen? Emma Watson. Yeah, no, she needs to be a little bit more homely.
0: More, more like a, in a like a more of a bigger, fuller face. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, actresses can always
1: gain weight too. Yeah. Like gain forty can. pounds in your face only. Yeah, <laughs> God. Uh, Emma Stone. You know what? Yeah, she could do it. This chick, no, yeah, you know. Anyways, that's um Tom Hanks' wife. Yeah, Rita Wilson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anyways, that's
0: uh. I couldn't tell if that was either Rita Wilson or um, Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> looked, uh, there was a similarity in that. You
1: picture. know who would actually, this one right here. Her. Janet McCurdy.
0: I just saw her on an episode See?
1: of Eric Andre. See. Yeah, she's got the full face. Yep. She got the right hair color. She got the right bill. Yeah, she
0: could do it. She could do it.
1: She puts up with no shits, gives no fucks. God damn, she's hot as shit, though.
0: <laughs> she's into very tall basketball players, though. So.
1: <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Done. Done. That guy released fucking photos of Jeanette McCurdy because he was for, he was pressured to by, uh... Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. What the- that, that whole fucking thing when she quit the show and then all of a sudden all these fucking bad things started coming out yeah. and she said, you know, my basketball player boyfriend released these photos. Oh, it was a payoff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole conspiracy thing in and of itself.
0: All right.
1: <sighs> and I, well, I, she's
0: too old for Nickelodeon now.
1: I, I, uh, I absolutely love the fact that Jeanette McCurdy is fucking uh, a stand-up person. Anyways, long story short. Yes. All right. So, what do you give this movie? Uh,
0: without before I've even written my review for it, before you review since we saw the movie like fucking three hours ago. Yeah. Um, yes. I, yeah. Shit! How much I enjoy it? I, fuck, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 going between eight point five and
1: nine for me. An eight point five or a nine? I really I really you fucking, liked it that much. I liked Joe. it that fucking. Oh much, my. Dude. I loved it. Um, I love this fucking movie. I don't even see any ratings for this. What the fuck
0: are the ratings for it? Uh, the movie's currently got a ninety-four really? percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. Yes,
1: I won't go that high. I can tell you, um, I like the movie. I'm just, I'm not into it like you are. Yeah. Um, it's a seven. It's a strong seven, seven and a half.
0: Now, now based on Franco, though, what would you give Franco,
1: James Franco? Six.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> would I give
1: James Franco? That's dumb.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. I, like, because uh, I, I mean, Franco is is his own his own his characters a movie in and of itself. So, what
1: would you I, I, no, I, I no, I'm not gonna give James Franco a fucking separate rating from the movie. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna give the background and production a six. I'm gonna give the acting an eight, and I'm gonna give um I'm gonna give James Franco a twelve point two. For an average of nine point four five
0: eight, I give Tommy Wiseau an eight point seven.
1: No, I, I give I give this movie a strong seven, seven and a half. All right, that's good. Um, it's it's it, look. Okay. It, in order for me to give a movie an eight or a nine, yeah, because I'm never gonna. There is no such thing as a perfect movie. Even my favorite movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and fucking Empire Strikes Back, and The Last Crusade, yeah. and Jurassic Park, Fury and, Road. Yeah, even those, those are as much as I love those movies, mm-hmm. they're not tense because there's always a flaw, there's always a problem, there's always something that can be done better. Yeah, and, and that is a misnomer. There is no such thing as perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you give a perfect rating to a movie, there you, you can't. Yeah, I just don't buy it. So, in order for me to give it an eight or a nine. It has to be fucking wonderful. Yeah. Like above and beyond standard. I mean, there's, there's movies that we've given nines to, eights to, and stuff like that. Like Ex Machina. Yeah. I think we gave that one a really, really high one.
0: Well, first first impression <laughs> of that movie, it's worth it. Yeah. Second impression, it drops a little teeny bit because it, there's no surprise
1: anymore. Right, but I'm not worried but, about surprise. But overall, yeah, because Oscar Isaac is fucking wonderful in oh, that yeah. movie. And so is Alicia Vic, Vikander. Oh,
0: f- just for the record, Oscar Isaac is also in the movie Drive. Oh, great!
1: <laughs> just so you know. So,
0: because I'm gonna I, uh, and it's gonna be one of my suggestion movies for you. I don't care. When we get when we get back around to I it. I Don't give a shit what you're suggesting. I want you are. to
1: see Interstellar, and I want you to see Drive. Yeah. Well, good luck. What if those are movies I really don't want to see because I have no interest in seeing them?
0: That's fine. I understand that but you, we're, we decided to start doing this thing where it would be off Joe's recommendation and I'm not going to force you to watch something that I know no, you're going to I'm, I'm giving
1: you a ton of shit because I need to watch these movies anyways you know to get to round myself because I got to get away from actually you know watching movies that are just no I don't have to get away from it but I have to become better versed I should Broader say. Broader your horizons. Uh, yeah I guess so. Sow your wild oats. No. Broaden my horizons is a much better idea. Um, I'm just trying I'm trying to find Like How to really Let you guys know Why We We grade these So difficult Yeah And And And, and there's And there's a lot to it mm-hmm. It's not just It's it's not just Going to see the movie And oh I had a great time And give it a nine For me It has to do with everything Um, Seth Rogen And Paul Shearer Jason mm Hmm uh, Hannibal Burris. I'm not a fan of Hannibal Burris. I don't like his acting Well when he's, he's nice and calm stale
0: When he's calm I like him But when he's trying When he's trying too hard Yeah Like yeah. in Neighbors Like we I think we liked him in uh, In uh, Homecoming As the PE teacher
1: Yeah <laughs> But He's good for 30 seconds of film Yeah You know He's a great comic You know Don't get me wrong uh, I'm not saying that he's not He's not good at what he does He's great at what he does but he's a comic. He's not an actor. Yeah. And there's a big difference. And they want him in these movies because he can probably provide some improv and stuff like that. Yeah. Um in in terms of in, in like I said going right in, into the disaster artist in terms of actors and actresses and everything else. James Franco used all of his friends. I find that as I find that a detriment more than it helps. You know, yeah, he's comfortable around all these people and he knows them very well. But would it have been better if they had hired a couple of different actors to do some of the roles? Instead of having his brother pay, play Greg, they hired somebody else. You know, like, I don't know, a uh, 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 Rocket Raccoon guy, Bradley Cooper, Cooper. Who looks more like Greg than Franco does. Okay. You know? Um
0: Well, look, I... I mean, I, I know it could be the whole Circle of Friends thing because also Seth Rogen's production company, right? Point Grey, which is they also did the Neighbors well, movies. Well, Paul
1: Shearer and Jason Manzoukas like and all that stuff.
0: 10 people from the Neighbors movies in this as well. Yeah. So, I you know, but also, I mean, if you notice, if you go back to the 90s and you watch Warner Brothers movies, there's a shitload of actors in a bunch of movies um, in the same, you know, together. I, I,
1: I know that, and that's why, again, the whole point of migrating is not I mean, that's just one. Yeah, you know, and and then locations and scenes and and how how the scenes play out and you know did one scene work better than another scene? Yeah, you know things like that. That's that's how like I take in the whole fucking movie. You know, yeah. I'm looking at fucking like there's a there was a background. Oh, when they were in Tommy Wiseau's apartment in San Francisco. Yeah, right. And there there's a there's a Japanese doll that's sitting behind the head of. Of uh, Dave Franco when they're talking, when mm. when that's like the initial time that they go to his house. Okay, and you know, you know, why why you have to look into my stuff? That's crazy. Yeah, and and this fucking Japanese doll, this this Japanese demon. I'm gonna look it up if I can. <laughs> um,
0: what the Japanese Annabelle? No,
1: no. <laughs> didn't you see the fucking Japanese demon in the movie? No, Jesus Christ, you're so. Fucking horrifically inept at doing your own job. This thing. No, I didn't notice that at all. Sometimes you just you <sighs> astound me, dude.
0: There's times where I'm focusing more on the actors themselves than anything going on in the background.
1: Well, I know, but you. <laughs> it's it's this guy right here, uh, blind Oni. It's an Oni demon from Japan. Okay. Okay. And in the background of the disaster artists. Uh, Oni statue I'm going to see if they have it Anyways in, in the background of the disaster artist There's there's an Oni statue um, That is right behind Franco's Head And it so dominates the scene That you cannot miss it And that's uh-huh. why I don't understand how you could Not miss the fucking white and green thing That was sitting behind his head when at, When They're sitting in his room In his living room for the first time after Wiseau fucking gives him a whole bunch of shit for going through his photographs, and oh, you have to look at my stuff, huh? Well, no one asks because me questions about I'm my. I'm
0: so into. I was so into James Franco as Tommy
1: Wiseau. but Tommy Wiseau wasn't even in the scene. I, I fuck. I don't know. I dude, seriously, I don't know. I know that's what I mean. How 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 can you not notice? I have to ask this question. I might have noticed it at the time, and I
0: just don't remember noticing it.
1: How? But you don't. Notice it obviously because you don't remember what I remember, which is fine. It's we're different people, but it fucking dominated the scene for a good three minutes. It was just it was so odd. I'm just I'm just I'm sitting there looking at it. I was I wasn't even fucking focused on Franco. I was looking at the stupid statue, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? It was
0: an eyesore, huh?
1: Yeah, it was so it was so ugly, and I and I'm like, okay, I know what it is, but. Like it's so ugly and it's so dominating that fucking scene that it's distracting as shit. And, I'm, and I was thinking, well, I wonder if Joe notices that. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't. It, not a big deal. You yeah, know. yeah
0: I, you know what? I, fuck it. I am going to see this movie again, so it's it's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll definitely notice it this time. The next time I see it. Yeah,
1: you can't miss it. It's you know. When
0: well, I, what I've noticed that you want a Red Bull. The, the few times that I've I've gone back and seen the, the the same movie twice in theaters, the second time I start looking at other things, right? You know, and I notice way more. Just like when uh, I saw Ragnarok again, and I noticed more jokes. There was more things I missed the first time. Somehow I don't know how the fuck I missed them, but I did. So I get it. I, I you know it'll it'll. <laughs> so yeah, I'll probably notice more shit this time. So, um, but yeah, I, I just. I, I I highly recommend going to see this movie. It, it's fucking fun. Stay after the end credits because there's a funny scene between uh, Franco and Yzo. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I love the, I love how they did the scene by scene comparisons. You know, with the movie uh-huh. and, and the scenes that they did, fucking damn good job.
1: Yeah, and you could tell how much they really got into it because the beats were almost the same. Like when when Franco is talking, it's it's almost the exact same um um time yeah the time frame so when he comes in and says oh hi and and like if you count down like the 10 seconds it takes to get from the car to the inside of the flower shop and he goes oh hi you know and then and then she says something all of that is pretty much in sync within a a second or like a
0: millisecond yeah um did you Did you? I I, I assume you noticed because I couldn't met at the time we were watching it, but the chick that was running the flower shop you notice that was a chick from uh, Superstore yeah <laughs> okay the one that we don't like yeah <laughs> that's funny that they had her play that role because when I saw the room I always remember that part because it's such bad acting it's just oh I, hey Mark I didn't see you there oh hi Mark like what the fuck dude hi Tommy I didn't see you the stand I didn't know there. it was
1: you oh hi
0: god it was just bad oh, hi doggy yeah All right.
1: it's your favorite guy Tommy
0: yeah All right. so yeah I didn't see you standing there this movie's a highly recommended film one of my favorites of the year Um, overall I I mean three three billboards outside Ebbing uh, Ebbing Missouri is probably the the one of the top films of the year for me but this one's gotta be um, if I had to pick my top five of the year um, I have to go look at the whole list but off the top of my head Disaster Artist is gonna be in that top five
1: yeah um, look like I said, as much as I can't stand Tommy Wiseau, this is a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> and like uh, I said, hey,
1: look, there's um, what's his name? I think that's him. That's uh, that's, anyways.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, that's Franco right there. Anyways, all right. Long story short, I was trying to find that a uh, picture of them in in Tommy Wiseau's apartment, but um, I don't know. <laughs> Oh God damn
0: it. All right, yeah. So I I love this movie. So anyway, I already said it fifteen times.
1: Yeah, hundred times.
0: All right, all right. Uh, before we go, uh, a couple quick things. Uh, saw the uh, Ready Player One full
1: trailer this time. Yes.
0: And uh, the shitload of the Easter eggs. You saw some? Bro, uh, there's
1: there's a ton of fucking Easter eggs in that in that trailer from uh, Gundam to. Chucky. Yeah, to uh, (laughs) Battletoads. That was fucking cool Uh, to see Iron Giant, obviously. Uh, World of Warcraft. The Battle of Helms Deep. So you have all these uh, fucking undead soldiers, which I think are from Army of Darkness. Uh You have um, uh, Freddy Krueger, the Joker, Harley Quinn, um, uh, like a, a Devo hat. Uh, van halen's jump is playing those
0: monster balls
1: oh yeah uh yeah monster balls yeah um king kong
0: yeah oh yeah look like peter jackson's king kong
1: yeah and (laughs) just just a ton of stuff i'm pretty sure we see king kong we're gonna see godzilla and a whole bunch of other shit so how does that mean oh indiana jones temple of doom yeah
0: I, i just wonder how like how expensive that is to get permission to do all that, have all this shit. It's
1: Steven Spielberg, dude. Yeah, I, there you go. There's your answer. Hi, I'm Steven Spielberg. I need to use this, 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 and this. Um, Uh, I'm sorry, Steven, you can't use Tommy Wiseau.
0: (laughs) I'm oh, sorry, Steven. Oh, hi, Steve. Oh, hi, Steve. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, the the the, the Ready Player One trailer was fucking. That was. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's definitely much better than the uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer.
1: Oh God, yes. Because
0: look, Jurassic World. I'm I'm glad that they're still making Jurassic Park movies, but it's. I didn't get any excitement from that at all. You know, and and, the, and seeing. Seeing Jeff Goldblum's Ian Doctor Ian Malcolm just sitting in a fucking suit in a in a in a courtroom or whatever it, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I, I I'm not. I don't get the big boner for it, dude. Right. I, I don't. You know. We're gonna go see it, of course, because it's Jurassic Park. But still, you know. Wow. Okay. The the dinosaurs are gonna die because there's a volcanic eruption. Oh no. It's imminent. You know. Gotta save oh, the animals. Oh and, no. You know. And I. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that that's my level of excitement. Fucking this, the, the movie that came out before it was made one point six billion worldwide, but yeah, yeah, still it's like, eh. uh,
1: yeah, the Jurassic World was meh, meh, so meh,
0: so yeah, and then uh, and and lastly, dude. Uh, you know, we talked about this about the Fox Disney merger. Um, well, not the merger, but dude. You know, we
1: talked about this before Fantastic Four came out. Yeah, and I and I was and, adamant. I said, "Oh yeah, Fantastic Four is going to be the downfall of Fox with Marvel." Yeah,
0: and but it's not even just going to be Marvel. It's going to be fucking
1: their whole catalog. <laughs> However, let's get something straight. Disney is not buying all of Fox. No, they're not buying all the movies. They're not buying the entire studio, all this other shit. They're buying—Fox is selling select items, okay? It's, it's like a fucking—it's fi- not a fucking fire sale. Like a flea market? Yeah, they're, they're just selling select <laughs> items okay they're keeping their sports they're keeping their news they're going after football I I told you they were going after football Uh fucking sure as shit read something that ESPN should buy Fox football or Fox football should buy ESPN or whatever Fox sports right yeah and and it looks like they're selling back all of the Marvel stuff back to Marvel um, with the exception of the Fantastic Four that's, that's legally bound to another studio or some bullshit like that yeah um, that that just has to be fucking lawyered up. Um, my guess is that because Fox has been negotiating with other studios is that they're just going to divvy it up, and the stuff that Disney wants, they'll take, you know, and, and that doesn't include the Terminator, Terminator franchise? Is that Fox?
0: No. No, that's reverted back to, I think it's reverted back to James Cameron himself.
1: Okay. But I think what is going to happen is, and I don't know this for sure, but I think this reverts the rights of Star Wars without the 20th Century Fox logo because mm-hmm. Empire, Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. Well, Star War, yeah, Star Wars Empire and Jedi have the 20th Century Fox logo in front of them. Um, well, the other three do as well. But um, that means that since Disney will probably own those properties straight up, that they can, that they no longer have to put the 20th Century Fox logo in front of it. Although it would be cool for nostalgia's sake to do that, yeah, and have the fanfare at the beginning. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to do it. Um, the other thing is uh, Deadpool and X Men, X Men, and the New Mutants <laughs> and Legion. Well, hey, if they buy
0: that, that means they can finally start saying. Mutants, Right. You know, you know, all this stuff, it, which is fucking hilarious. It's so stupid. But yeah, um, look, better late than never. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, there's still time. If they if they fucking get this done, they could still inter- find a it's way supposed to, to be done by like this Friday. Fine. They can find a way to integrate X-Men into the, the Avengers, um you know, Infinity War sequel.
1: You know, well, that's that's the whole deal.
0: What would be, you know, what would be really fucking cool is if they get th- they get this done quick enough where they can do something where they can add a little something into the first infinity war movie.
1: They're not going to do that.
0: Like a like a like a little like a like a mid-credits scene. Like a like a like a Like a like a frickin' like like like
1: frickin' No. Like a mid-credits. Don't say no. They're not going to do it. Never say never. It's too late. You can't you can't stop what you're doing. Oh,
0: yeah, like like we're replacing uh, Kevin Spacey with fucking Christopher Plummer in two in less than 2 months. Can't do it. Can't do it.
1: That's a whole different story. They had to replace Kevin Spacey so that they could get the movie out instead of delaying the movie and keeping the original release date. What? Filming entire sequences where they have to add in the X-Men to a fucking movie that's, that's not already what done. I
0: said. That's not what I said. What I said was adding a little something to maybe an end credit scene. They're not,
1: they're, no, that's... that's
0: it, it could be a room just
1: with some people sitting in it. You don't it, know. It could, be, it could be just... They're not going to do it, Joe. They don't have the time. You hear me say it here. I'm telling you right now it's it's not going to happen. If the deal comes through really quick. It's not going to happen. The deal's something. done. What part of that didn't you hear? I sent that text to you like 3 days ago. And it's supposed to be announced this week. Okay, but it hasn't been announced yet. It doesn't matter if it hasn't been announced yet. The deal's been announced.
0: Hey, our fucking dealership at Nissan was sold and then it wasn't sold.
1: What part of the deal was announced as done 2 days ago?
0: You just said they haven't announced it as done.
1: Actually, I did. I just said that, but you didn't hear that. Walt Disney, a the, the, the deal for Fox is coming within days. That was announced a day ago.
0: Okay. Sometimes things change.
1: No. You, you don't understand. When something this big happens, like your dealership being sold to another dealership and then them walking away from it, that wasn't even a deal. That was never a deal. Okay. That's L- fine. No, 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 no. No,
0: no, you can go into all this other shit. And I don't even care. All I care about is saying Let me that there's going to be an X-
1: X-Men reference there, in the fucking there movie. There isn't. There will be. There isn't. I say there will be. There isn't. You're wrong. I'm right. No, you're not. There isn't. It's never going to happen. I want
0: happen. you to eat fucking crow when it, it happens. It's not going to happen. I you want know you why, to admit it on the show. Do
1: you know why it's not going to happen? Why? Because the movie's done filming. So? They're not going to have someone come in and add on top of that a stupid X-Men reference when they can just fucking put the X-Men in into part two. You don't need to do that.
0: Peter Jackson fucking literally did reshoots to add into Return of the fucking King less than a month before it came into theaters. It is fucking possible. Don't go there. Hold on. What? Less than a month before Return of the Kings premiered in theaters Peter Jackson went and did little teeny reshoots and then it added it into the movie in less than a month big fucking whoop you can do the same thing with the X-Men they're not going to do it with the X-Men it doesn't have to be some big you're not listening they're not
1: going to do it with the X-Men and I'll give you a prime example Spider-Man they didn't inter. they they had Spider-Man's rights two years before fucking the the, the last Captain America movie okay and they didn't put him in until the Captain America movie okay and I had said the same exact thing that you're saying now. They're going to put him into whatever movie, and then they're going to put him into the Captain America movie. They're going to tease him and then put him into the Captain America movie. And they didn't do it. And they didn't do it for one reason and one reason only. It's stupid. It's, it's asinine to do that. I'm not saying your idea is stupid. I'm saying it's stupid. And the reason why it's stupid is because when, you, when that's not how Marvel works. They don't just throw in the, oh, look at this, oh. And I'm
0: I'm about to come back on this. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Remember you, Mr. They've Got a Plan. Yeah. They've had a fucking plan. Well, guess what? They've been planning to get their shit back for a long time. So what? So you don't think that maybe there's part of them that had a plan to, like, if they can get this shit handled quick enough that they're already going to do something with the X-Men?
1: No, because they didn't expect this to happen so quickly. They didn't expect Brian Singer to be fired, and then the, and then Fox come back and say, "Let's get this done." Are you? Am I too loud in your ears? Yeah. Sorry, that's why I'm sitting back. But fuck you. So what? <laughs> get get better headphones, you fucking jerk off.
0: Ah uh,
1: yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <coughs> I've been yelling at you for months. Um, these are different. These are newer earbuds. Yeah, but I, I've been yelling at you for months to buy specific headphones. Well, I finally started making money again. I'll fucking go. I'll go get them. I'll, get, I'll do it. I'll do it. So, so uh, again, coming back at me for whatever. And what I had said was, was i would like to see it, but it isn't going to happen All right I'm, okay? I'm, I'm just saying i'm I'm calling it it's it's but it's not going to happen okay. Joe I'm, and that's the reason the reason is is that they don't do things on the fly like that, and they weren't ready for the whole Disney fox thing they've been negotiating for with Fox for years like for twenty years. the whole thing that was holding them up apparently was the Brian singer thing and then Brian singer gets fired, boom, the fox thing comes through and they're like. What the fuck? But throwing this in at the last minute cheapens the fucking franchise. It absolutely cheapens the franchise. What? Throwing Throwing this shit in and, and the X-Men shit in at the last minute for the new Avengers Infinity War will ruin the fucking franchise. Look,
0: look, look. If you just throw them into a fucking scene and they're already like, like oh, hey, there's Wolverine. He just came to help. Save the day. Yes, you're right. That would be
1: fucking horrible. They're not even going to mention it.
0: Okay. But these are clever people. They, they they make billions of dollars writing and doing this stuff, planning this stuff. They can do clever. it. They can do something in some subtle way. Subtle. You, you
1: they're can be but subtle with they're it. not going to. Okay, we'll see. They're but they're they're not. Okay, you, you can keep saying that. They didn't do it with Spider Man. What makes you think they're going to do it with X Men?
0: Because that's way more people. No. And, 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 and no. Look at with Spider Man, no. it was before Infinity War got here.
1: Nope. Infinity War is an important thing. Nope. No. They were trying to get the X-Men into Infinity War and Fox said no. And that w- that had to have happened 3 years ago. And now that they're almost close to getting the rights, the fucking deal is going to be done r- this week. Okay. And they had already they're they're already done. They've been done with the fucking movie pretty much up until up until release, they, they're working on special effects, and they're working on a couple of other things, and working on the edit. They're not going to fucking throw in a reference to the X-Men. That's do you stupid. Remember, do you
0: remember when wow. we watched the San Diego Comic-Con footage of Infinity War, and you said that you thought you saw Wolverine in I it.
1: did, and it wasn't. It was Captain America.
0: But you didn't seem to have a problem if it was. it was. It was exciting to see that in there, right?
1: I didn't have a problem whatsoever, as long as it was done properly. I'm standing by what I'm saying. show, jolly good show jolly good show indeed Hakuna Matata bitches
0: <laughs> thanks again for listening, be sure to check us out at a couple of averagejoes.com and please make sure that you leave a comment and share the podcast that would be awesome, have a good night hmm. this is the end oh, the end
1: Benito, the end
0: Or go fuck yourself.